This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily, Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following to the podcast here. Of course, our YouTube page, 94WIP. Check it out. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast, WIP, in your feed every single weekday. And, of course, NFL picks on Saturday, conference championship games, where we wish the Eagles were this weekend. But after watching the press conference yesterday, Nick Sirianni, Howie Roseman, is anyone really surprised the Eagles are not? back in that title game that they haven't sustained excellence for a second consecutive season. If that press conference yesterday was designed to make us feel better, it didn't hit the mark in many ways. First, and I want to get to the the biggest part with Sirianni and the offensive coaching and really what Sirianni's become here in Philadelphia. But the fact that Howie Rosewood came out there and tried to blame, among other things, their sadness for losing and the snow last Friday for why this press conference was delayed as opposed to, you know, they were deliberating whether or not to can Nick Sirianni was the biggest crock of nonsense you'll ever hear. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, I know all of these companies and, and you know, PR is a big part of it. You got, you got to make things up. You got to lie. You got to spin it. You got to try to put on a nice united front. But to, I mean, you can't pull the wool over people's eyes. You can't lie to us. And that was a lie. The snow. I mean, come on. I know it snowed a couple times last week, but it wasn't a catastrophic, you know, mid-90s East Coast blizzard that knocks everything out for a week. Holy moly, even the one we had in 2010 um, that forced the Joe Webb game on a Tuesday. Like, it wasn't that kind of snow. I drove from Bucks County into Philadelphia, did the show, and drove home Friday during the whole thing. It wasn't that bad. It was more rainy than snow anyway, even though it did accumulate a little bit up by me. But whatever. I mean, that um, that was silly. Okay, now to the crux of everything yesterday. So let's hit the bad and then we'll get to the good because I am very excited about one thing that kind of emerged during the press conference and now is becoming more, you know, confirmed and reported after the press conference. But the bad, we'll start with the bad so I get it off my chest. And that is Nick Sirianni and, and what the Eagles have now created for him to become here in Philadelphia. He, he's the yeller. We had the clapper in Dallas for all those years with Jason Garrett where everyone wondered did he do anything besides clap on the sidelines. He had no real power. He seemed like it was just there because the owner liked him and didn't want to fire him, felt bad. They had people running the offense, people running the defense. What did Jason Garrett do? 
and that's now Nick Sirianni. He, he looked defeated up there. He looked embarrassed up there. When he was asked the question in so many words, what do you do here now? Because they have essentially taken all offensive power away from him. He looked like he was an, he was neutered. I mean, he, he was neutered. Nick Sirianni was hired as an offensive play caller. That's what he was going to do. He's going to call the plays three years ago. He was the play caller. His offense, as this season went along, he kept calling it his offense. Yesterday, it's our offense. It's the Eagles' offense. And he admitted he is need someone with fresh ideas. The offense became stale. And the new coordinator will bring in their offense, coach the quarterback, and call the plays. Nick Sirianni has no role on this team other than to yell. I mean, that's it. To yell during game day, yell at opposing fans, and to try to pump these guys up with a fun speech on Saturday night. That's his role right now. And he said he could poke his head more into the defensive minutes. I mean, come on, you're not, you're not a defensive guy. You're, you're going to go tell Vic Fangio what to do. And we'll get to that in a minute because that's the part I'm excited about. But let's be real. His role here has been diminished to, you know, I don't want to call him a CEO because I don't look at Nick Sirianni as a CEO type. He's Jason Garrett. He's a Jason Garrett on the sidelines in a Philadelphia Eagles polo. That's what the Eagles have created now. And they believe this could work. This is where we were with Doug at the end. And Doug said no. He, he, Doug stood up for his guys and got himself fired. Wouldn't fire his coordinators. And Nick Sirianni was willing to do it. I'm not passing judgment. He's a younger coach. He didn't play in the NFL. Doesn't probably have the money in the bank the way maybe Doug as a player did. And Doug, you know, felt that he had... You know, like to stand on and said, I'll just go find another job. Nick Sirianni didn't want to do that. But I find it very hard to imagine this is going to work out smoothly. And I find it very hard to imagine that the players are going to be able to wrap their mind around Nick in this role. It's a very bizarre situation. I know there are CEO coaches, but those guys are culture builders. Number one, Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin. Number two, those guys at one point, especially Harbaugh, and Tomlin, I mean, they have serious areas of expertise. Defense for Mike Tomlin. That's why that side of the ball is always good in Pittsburgh. Special teams. And you think of CEO, you think of leadership, you think of big picture, you think of buttoned up in terms of penalties, buttoned up in terms of the rule book, buttoned up in terms of a game plan, setting the whole thing. That's Harbaugh. Yes, the CEO coach can work, but those guys have to be a special kind of leader, leader of men, buttoned up on top of details. Tom Coughlin did this. Bill Belichick did it. It's not unheard of, but those guys had a specific area of expertise at one point, called plays at one point on their side of the ball, most of them at some point, and or were really buttoned up as a leader. And Sirianni right now doesn't really have any of those attributes. Uh, it feels like he's a dead coach walking. Like they just decided to keep him for a year. And there was a story Marcus Hayes wrote in the Inquiry a couple days ago that really struck me. He said he hadn't talked to Lurie, but because he'd covered him so long, he tried to kind of guess, you know, the 10 or so reasons that Lurie kept Sirianni. And number two, I believe on the list was, or was near the top, that Sirianni, uh, that Lurie doesn't want to admit he's wrong about Nick Sirianni. So they're going to try to pigeonhole this way. I find it to be a really ill-conceived plan. And I don't think this is going to work out the way the Eagles want. I expect Nick Sirianni to not be here a year from now. I don't think this is going to work. I don't think this forcing this together is going to work. Sirianni has been 
stripped of all sort of football power in terms of how the game will go. Yeah, he'll call fourth downs. Guess what? He has probabilities in his pocket. He has a he has a coach, an analytics coach that could tell him there's probably a go for it. And he you know he could go against them and make those decisions. But really, what is he deciding? Fourth and half a yard, go for the tush push? I could do that. Most of you could do that. Like what is his role now in terms of, of the game? Because even this past year when he was that, he wasn't calling plays. We know he has it since the middle of his first year. He, it was his offense they were calling. It was his plays they were running. That's out. They're, they're gone now. This is a whole new offense. I thought yesterday was a really poor look um, for Sirianni, for the Eagles. I, I thought Howie was trying to spin it back. At one point, he basically grabbed the microphone and let me ask for a question because he's watching the head coach drown out there. And, you know, he tried to talk big picture, Sirianni's record, where they're at. Don't forget, we're still really good. Howie tried a spin job yesterday. Actions speak louder than words with Howie Roseman. I I will believe Howie in terms of how good this team still is by his actions. Howie, if he goes out there and adds significant veteran pieces, and I don't mean 33-year-olds that are on the downside, like, you know, about to be done. I mean, like, go out and trade for Patrick Sertain or sign a Jalen Johnson. Go get a number one corner. You know, those kind of things. If he does those kind of things, then I believe he thinks they can compete and contend next season for a world championship. So actions speak louder than words with Howie, but he was clearly just trying to put on a, a brave face and help Sirianni through that thing because that was, that was not a good combination there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, the other thing that came out yesterday, and this was the only time I think I saw Sirianni smile the whole time, was when the question came down about Vic Fangio because as the press conference was delayed, you know, maybe part of it was they were talking to Vic, his agent, the Dolphins, who knows, but the news broke during the press conference yesterday that Vic Fangio is leaving the Dolphins and they've given him permission to come here. I mean, this was basically, I want to go home type of thing. You know, he's Pennsylvania guy and a Phillies fan and you know we know what happened last year I, I remember watching the Dolphins game um one of the games in December I think it's Tennessee and just thinking about what Fangio had done with that defense this season a lot of injuries I mean they lost a lot of guys Ramsey for the first third you know almost half of the season Chubb went down Phillips went down big time pass rushers by the playoff game they were down six starters they really lost a lot of pieces one consistent star of the whole year Christian Wilkins defensive lineman D-tackle who I think Jalen Carter could be a you know, a similar kind of impact that, that Wilkins had for Fangio this past year. But, you know, I was watching like, man, they're top 10 in yards per play allowed. They're top 10 in takeaways. They had one really bad day uh, in Baltimore, but Baltimore beat up everybody. Other than that, I thought they played pretty good defense from, let's say, the end of September on. I, th- I thought they were a, a really good defense. And I've always liked Fangio. Um, so I saw that news, and then they were asked about it in the press conference, and Sirianni, like, couldn't hold back the smirk. I mean, he was just like, you know, grinning from ear to ear because he knows it. Fangio's coming to Philadelphia to coast his defense. He would have last year. I truly believe the worst part of the Gannon fallout was they lost Fangio because Fangio went to go take the Miami job because the Eagles thought that Gannon was going to stay because he told him he was going to stay. And obviously there was tampering and lying and all that. And, and it cost him Vic Fangio. Well, they get him back now. 
So Fangio coming in, it's the best possible news for the Eagles. And I know some people are, are you know, they think the, the Fangio defense is stale. I don't. It, it, and maybe the Fangio st- style defense is stale for those that aren't Vic Fangio. Maybe they're not running it the right way. I'll take Vic Fangio, who's been one of the best defensive minds in the NFL for the better part of, I don't know, four decades. And the other part about Fangio that I think is really interesting and I think this city's going to love when he gets his, you know, he gets his hands in here and starts molding this defense in his way. Every stop Vic Fangio's had in his football life, he has had a star linebacker. And he started as a linebacker's coach in the 80s. That, that's really what he is by trade, a linebacker's coach that became a coordinator. He is a linebacker's guy. And you go to his stops, and let's just go through them quickly. He was the original linebacker's coach of the Dome Patrol down in New Orleans. If you don't know about those guys, go look it up. They were the best. I mean, Vaughn Johnson and, and Sam Mills. I mean, those guys were incredible players. Late 80s, early 90s for those New Orleans Saints teams, okay? And then Fangio goes to Carolina with the expansion Panthers. They go to a title game in 95 in Lambeau Field, and he's got some big-time linebackers there. Kevin Green, Sam Mills, okay? He had some big linebackers in Carolina. He goes to Indianapolis, Cornelius Bennett. He goes to an expansion team, follows Don Capers, you know, as he became the coach of the Houston Texans early 2000s. Jamie Sharper had his best season. I mean, Jamie Sharper became a tackle machine, led the NFL in tackles. I mean, this is what Vic Fangio does. Then he goes to Baltimore. Once again, a linebackers coach on an incredible staff. And who's there? Ray Lewis. We know Ray was great anyway, but I thought Bart Scott developed. Adelius Thomas developed under Vic Fangio. Big-time NFL linebackers that made a lot of money, made a lot of plays, and they just weren't all, all, not all Ray Lewis, but other guys. Okay, and then, of course, he goes to San Francisco. Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis play the best football they ever did. They were the most dominant linebacker duo at that time with him when they made a Super Bowl with uh, Jim Harbaugh. So incredible linebackers. And then the most recent example is in 2018, his last year in Chicago, they drafted Roquan Smith. I'm sure with his blessing, I'm sure with his approval, and look what Roquan Smith has now become, you know, with the Bears, but then the trade last year to the Ravens, and now, you know, kind of really cementing himself as maybe the best linebacker in the game, or right there with Warner and Greenlaw, as a star, superstar linebacker, Roquan Smith with the Baltimore Ravens. These are all Fangio guys, whether he was there for the draft or their development or their rise before they got paid or their best years. And I think both the Eagles have. Howie went out of his way yesterday to mention to Kobe Dean. That may have just been, you know, spin doctor media stuff to get it out there so no one knows he's trying to get a real linebacker this offseason. But I keep thinking about this draft, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. out of Clemson, the PR boost the Eagles could use, and the idea that Fangio is a linebacker's guy. You know, this could be their version of the drafting Roquan Smith, of getting a guy that could be a star at that position. I don't know who it's going to be. I think there's a chance it might be Jeremiah Trotter Jr. You might be saying, Joe, you're crazy. They're not going to draft him. Okay, it's going to be someone. Fangio's going to turn a linebacker, or they're going to draft a linebacker, and it's going to become that person will be a star in Philadelphia. It's every single stop, everywhere this guy goes. I even think the kid, the kid Long, David Long, that played this year for the uh, Dolphins, not a star name, but he played really well. And obviously, Jalen Phillips as an outside linebacker, edge rusher, was off the walls this year. Khalil Mack had great seasons in Chicago as an outside linebacker rusher with Fangio. This is what he does. This is who Vic Fangio is. He gets linebackers to play 
at superstar levels. So that's the good. That's the good. Fangio's coming. The bad is the head coach has been emasculated. He has no power here. It feels like he's just here to yell or clap or be the Jason Garrett of the Eagles. And we are now super reliant, overly reliant on coordinators to figure this thing out. And what hits me is like, yeah, let's say they hit a home run with the coordinator. Let's say it's a Cliff Kingsbury or whatever. Or, or maybe someone we don't even know their name yet. And they come in here. And in a year, they're good. They might get be a head coach. And then what are we doing? Is, is he even worth keeping? I thought yesterday was a really ugly look for Sirianni. The organization trotted him out there to tell us that he's not really a coach besides a motivator. It, it, it actually turned out to be an embarrassing. I think the Eagles thought that they could make this sound good. But we read right through that thing. It was not good for them. Fangio good. But boy, oh boy, ugly, ugly look for Sirianni and the Eagles franchise yesterday. I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Check out the YouTube page, 94WIP. Subscribe there. All our great video content. A lot to talk about tomorrow. And of course, of course, championship weekend picks in your feed on Saturday. Thanks for listening.